Philly versus the world. Chris Kosky, Drew Bishop, Johnny Liano. Last week, we weren't able to release an episode because my computer shut down. It wasn't working properly. But fortunately, I was able to take care of it. So thank you for listening. I'm going to hand things over to Chris, and he's going to get us started. Alright guys, but after some missed time last week, we missed a lot. We're going to jump right into it. Which NFL team has had the best offseason so far, guys? This is tough, because I want to say the New York Jets, because they went out there, they got Le'Veon Bell, the best, probably free agent in my opinion, on the market. They got one of the best inside linebackers in football in C.J. Mosley. The Jets have done everything right, but something tells me and I think the Cleveland Browns have had the best offseason so far. Just because the Jets, right now, I know we're we'll going to get into this later, I think they may be fighting for a wild card spot. But what the Browns did getting Odell Beckham Jr., they, to me, are by far the clear favorites right now in the AFC North. Mm-hmm. I think they're better than the Steelers, better than the Ravens, better than Andy Dalton and the Bungles. The Browns are legit right now. And I think getting that trade for OBJ, which I did say a couple weeks ago on the podcast, the Giants are going to trade OBJ, and I think Cleveland is a possibility, and everybody looked at me like I had five heads. Well, guess what? Suck it, because that happened, and I'm glad I'm finally right about something. But the Browns, <laughs> oh, my. I am excited to see Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, OBJ. I think Jarvis and OBJ. David Njoku. Njoku. Kareem Hunt when he comes back, if he does come back. Duke Johnson. I mean, this is going to be a fun team to watch. And they are now becoming one of the teams who are the joke in the NFL to now one of the most electrifying offenses we're going to see in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that the, if you're going to ask this question, the obvious choice has to be the Cleveland Browns, right? Because they've gone out and they've gotten it. You know, John Dorsey, the video of him chewing gum and just looking out into the sunlight on the Cleveland Browns' Twitter, uh, they've got an attitude now, they've got a spark, they've got an energy to their franchise that hasn't been there before, you know? The Browns were always the little kid that, you know, got beat up at Thanksgiving dinner and had to sit at the little kid's table till he was, like, 25. But, like, now he's there. Now he's at the big kid's table up there with Big Ben and that Ravens defense, and, and they're going to be competing in the AFC. Watch out, guys. The AFC looking more and more like the superior conference. We've been growing up to be, you know, taught the NFC is really the more talented conference out of the two, but with the AFC's recent moves, it's great. I've been on the Browns bandwagon even before the OBJ trade as far as their free agency moves. I think adding Olivier Vernon to that studded defense is amazing. You know, you got a first overall pick in Miles Garrett over there. You've got your number four overall pick last year, Denzel Ward, out at corner. It's going to be interesting how it all meshes, how it works. You know, you're, you're running with Freddie Kitchens, who some have called a puppet, but it's going to be cool. Don't sleep on the Raiders as well, though, because just, just off of one acquisition alone, I can tell you that just having them back in the headlines is going to be big time. Having a player that week in, week out, you can look at their performance because they talk so much and because they held out for so much money. Speaking of Antonio Brown, it's going to be interesting to see how him and Gruden and this weird star-studded West Coast fiasco is going to work out. So you're going with the Raiders? No, I'm saying the Browns. But the Browns. But Chris watch already out talked for the Raiders. About, watch out okay. for the Raiders because that acquisition is going to blow them up big time. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm going with Green Bay Packers, because one of the things that always kills their season is their defense. And finally, a new front office is in there after Ted Thompson was there for, what, like 10 years, it seemed mm-hmm. like, maybe even longer. And this new front office, this new GM, Ryan Gunthurst, however you pronounce his last name, it's very difficult. They added Adrian Amos from the Bears. They added Zadarius Smith 
a nice pass rusher from Baltimore, and then they added Preston Smith, another pass rusher from Washington. I think they are finally starting to understand we need to surround playmakers, not only on offense around Aaron Rodgers, but on defense too. We can't just rely on Aaron Rodgers to take us all the way. Mm -hmm. They have to put money on both sides of the ball, not just on Aaron Rodgers' contract. But is it arguable that for a QB that's been in and out of the lineup for the past two seasons, that even if you put those playmakers around, they're still going to have troubles with his health? And you still might you still might go to the bottom with a bunch of teams in your division rising. Yeah, no, I, I understand that, but you can't just go into a season and be like, oh, man, what if he gets hurt? You can't yeah. play scared. Yeah. So I'm going with the Packers. It's Nobody's talking about the acquisitions that they had You're this right. year. You're right. So I think it's, they've had an underrated offseason, mm-hmm. and I'm excited what that defense could do with Coach Mike Patton at defensive coordinator. That's going to be fun to watch. Hmm. All right. All right. Fair enough. That is a very underrated one that has not been paid attention to. But as far as me and Chris talking about what has been on everyone's mind thus far, we're talking about the Browns. We're talking about the Giants and this mega trade that happened but with a first rounder, a third rounder, and Jabiro Peppers for Odell Beckham Jr. After the Giants kind of you know, sign Odell to this contract, then move away from him, it's re- it's reported that it's not a football move. It's more about his effect on the team. Guys, after this trade, are the Giants the new Browns of the NFL? A- and I want to start by saying I didn't write this question. I think this question is very, very off because of the fact that the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns are not even remotely close to one another. I didn't write this question either. I, I know. So who could it have been? I wonder. I wonder, right? I don't know. It was me. But uh, all I'm saying is... Let's let's compare the franchises for a second. The New York Giants. When's the last time the New York Giants won their division? Four years ago. Uh, Six, maybe. What was the year that they went to the playoffs against the Packers? Wasn't it that year? No, because right? they because yeah, that was, was wild card no, year. Yeah, that, that was, was the, the, last, the, the boats, the, the boats boat, and that hose. Yeah. That was wild card year though. They didn't win the division that year, did they? The Eagles won the division. No, 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 no. Yeah, that was that was, no, no, no. The yeah, that was, that was two, so that was twenty fifteen. That was twenty fifteen. So that's the last time the Giants made the playoffs. The last time the Cleveland Browns had a sustainable starting quarterback was before we were all born. Like, as someone who has grown with the Cleveland Browns, as someone who's lived in the northern Ohio sports market for a long time and has watched them, I'll tell you right now, Derek Anderson, Colt McCoy, the the numerous amount of people who have entered that starting QB job, the amount of instability in the Browns organization. Doug Peterson? <laughs> Is just it's uncomparable to any franchise. The Browns, there will no be not be a new Browns team. If the Browns had a talent like Saquon Barkley in their backfield at any point, they would be in a much better situation. Well, so I had Trent Richardson, he was killing it right now in the AFF. Yeah, he definitely was not a quality back, but especially for being the third pick in the draft. Not the new Browns of the NFL. I'm looking at them as more of a team that could surprise some people this season. Personally, I, the Giants have a very low expectation point for this year, so I think that they might exceed that. So, no, I don't think they're the new Browns of the NFL. I don't think they're the new Browns of the NFL, but they're starting to get pretty close. Because to be the Browns of the NFL, you have to not be successful for 20 straight years. The Giants have two Super Bowls since 2007. I say that's pretty successful. Yeah. So, they're not at the Browns level yet. To be honest, I think the Dolphins are a worse team than the Giants right now. Hey, Fitz Magic going to the Dolphins. I'm yeah. just saying. Hey, hey whatever. He, dude, he should just go to the Patriots to end his career. Yeah, so that's he what I'm just, saying. He would have every yeah, single every team, team in the, in the AFC, East. AFC East. That would be really cool. But anyway, I just don't see them being the Browns quite yet. But 
what the heck are the Giants doing signing Golden Tate to that contract? Like, he's a slot receiver. I know he could play on the outside just a little bit, yeah. but he's primarily in the slot. Teams are just going to stack the box and just expect Saquon to just run the ball every single play. I feel bad for Saquon Barkley because I actually really like Saquon. Oh, not Dak. Not Dak. Why would I like Dak? I don't know. I don't know, John, because maybe you got a good what, heart. What, Dink and Dak? Maybe you got a good heart. No, nah, Dink and Dak. We'll no. talk later. I'm Chris, not, what do you think? Not feeling this it. was your question. Yeah, this I you proposed mean, this. To, to, to reiterate, I'm not saying, you know, this is the Giants are ready for a 20-plus year collapse like the Browns was, but I'm just saying, it's very comical. David Gettleman comes out and says, we're not trading OBJ last year. And what did they do? Traded OBJ. Then they keep Eli Manning to have now to make him the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history for a single season. He's now going to be have acquired the most wealth as an NFL quarterback out of all quarterbacks. And then they sign Golden Tate. Why? Clearly, you're trying to tank. That's what you're trying. I don't think to they're do. trying to tank. Clearly, they're trying to tank. That's what they're. That's what I think. That's what they're trying to do. I don't do. think so. That's, I mean, you trade OBJ because you're in rebuild mode. That's no, what that shows me. No. Yeah, they traded him because they were tired of his antics. But I think they were tired of his antics, and they said, "What's the point of keeping up, putting up with this when we're not going to go anywhere?" Right I don't now? see them. I don't think they're tanking. I think football is such a tough place to see a team tanking yeah. to take a process. I don't think well, I thought they were tanking, but then they signed Golden Tate, and that's just you know, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm pissed off. It's like. Okay, so you trade OBJ, fine. And to a lot of friends who, I'm, who a lot of my French or Giants fans said, okay, I think we're tanking. But then you go out there and sign Golden Tate. Why? Yeah, it's, Why it's pay this it's old confusing. wide receiver? If you're just trying to tank, then go there and tank. Don't sign these players to put fans in the seats. Because guess what? I could tell you from uh, a personal perspective of being a Jets and a Mets fan, it doesn't help. If you're just going to tank, if you don't want to be a competitive team and you want to rebuild, which is fine. Don't go sign a guy just because you want to put some fans in a seat. Just don't do it. You know, it's just six it's just, to one philosophy. It's just it's just like a slap in the face. Just commit to the tank, commit to rebuilding, and that's that. Save that money for when three years down the line. Look, look what the Jets are doing. They didn't spend a lot of money the last few years, and now with Sam Darnold, now with a lot of money, they're building their team. I'm not saying that it's can. You know, there's no guarantee, obviously, it's going to be successful. Not every team should follow that philosophy, but. If you're not ready to win right now, and the Giants aren't, because I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, why even spend the money on Golden Tate? Save that money. You have so much money in dead cap space. You shouldn't be spending it on a guy with Golden Tate, who, guess what, is not going to be productive with Eli Manning as his quarterback. Let's move over to, you know, a segment of sports where all teams are trying to win. NCAA tournament is finally here, one of the best times in sports. I know that I'm going to have as many screens as front in front of me this weekend as the rest of you, and I know that we're all going to be figuring out, uh, figuring out what channel true tv and tnt and all these are on guys now that march madness is finally here i want to know who you have winning the entire tournament but first i want to say something i want to say a matchup that i am very excited to see a potential matchup that involves one aac team that is not temple university eight or nine eight and nine ucf has a chance if they win their first game to face off with duke in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And you know who I want to see? I want to see Taco Fall versus Zion Williamson. That's a terrible matchup. I want to see that. And it's not it's not a matchup where like Taco is going out in the perimeter, but I want to see Zion Williamson dunk on Taco Fall. That'd be I want to see sweet. that happen. That would be really cool. That would cool. be an amazing highlight reel That's type a fat play. Head. That might be the dunk of the year. That That's would like be the dunk of the year. Imagine an oop RJ Barrett to Zion for over Taco Fall. 
Where would that that would be that would be immortalized as a poster forever? As far as the tournament goes, I haven't even started filling out my brackets. I will be doing that tomorrow during the play-in games, which Temple University, our very own Temple University, where we're broadcasting from, is in against Belmont. John, let's start with you. Who do you have winning the tournament right now? Well, we already mentioned his team, but taking the Duke Blue Devils to win it all. I mean, how can you not? I know that's a crappy pick. I know that's not a pick that everybody likes to hear, but they had the best players in the entire nation. They had the single best player in Zion Williamson. You know, wait, hold on. You know what my roommate has told me now twice, and mm. I've had to correct him? He said Zion's the whole Duke team. I was like, you, do, is, I was like, you do know that like three or four of the top five players why, in the draft this year are on Duke? I understand, why, I understand Duke. why he's saying that, because when Zion was in the lineup for that stretch, they did struggle at times against big games, but he's not the only part of their team. They just R.J. Play, Barrett, uh, yeah, but they Reddish. play better yeah. when Zion Williams in there, because there's less they, pressure on yeah, those right? guys. Yeah, of course. You, it's your best player, but, right. but he said that he's the whole team, no. and it, they have like three be, of the top five draft prizes. Yeah, they're no. all, it's probably going to go Zion, R.J., Cam Reddish. Honestly, Drew, I would suggest kicking out your roommate. Because clearly he's not right in the head. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I should send him to an institution. Seriously, but he has the mumps going around. <laughs> oh, Maybe boy. he does have the mumps. Oh, that would be I have terrible. the mumps. That means we both have the mumps right now. <laughs> you can't joke around about stuff like yeah, that, right guys. Now. We are so insensitive, <laughs> guys. All right, we, we we can't be doing that stuff. But All no, right. I actually do have Duke and Tennessee in the final <laughs> game. <laughs> really, Tennessee. That's disgusting. Yeah, no, it is because I, I don't like my tell bracket. <laughs> <laughs> The ones and twos. The ones and twos. I saw that. Dick Vitale, what a guy. But I'm saying, I like the way Tennessee plays defense. They're a really good three-point shooting team. I just a gut feeling is the telling S- me. I'll gut feeling it. is telling me that Tennessee is going far. I'll give it to you. The SEC has some has some some fire to them. Some fire they that do. I haven't seen for you know a few years. But they Chris, do. who do you got? Uh, like you, Drew. I haven't done my bracket yet. Wait until playing games. Um, but I I do like Temple. I'm not saying to win it, but I think. If they beat Belmont, I think they could end up beating Maryland and LSU, take it one game at a time. But I can see Temple really? sneaking their way into the Sweet 16. Uh, I like Cincinnati to kind of maybe go to the Elite Eight. I think their their bracket sets up nicely from then. I think, you know, they, they've caught fire at the right time, knocking off Houston uh, for the American Athletic Conference Championship. I have them going a little bit for, mm-hmm. far. I like, you know, for me, when it comes bracket, I like the teams – who win their conference tournament, who aren't one or two seeds. Like the Auburns. Yeah. Auburns. You know, they sneak in there as a four seed. Yeah. Now they could, you know, cause some damage in there. I like Florida State. They're a very quick and athletic team. But uh, I think it would be tough for me to leave out Duke in my Final Four because although at many times it's not that top team in the nation that wins it, I think with the talent level Duke has with Zion and Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett, that they're they're primed to make it to the Final Four. So mm-hmm. I don't know who my winner is going to be yet, just yet, but I have a lot of teams. Iowa State's another team. Who has been picking up some wind down the stretch? I think mm-hmm. with a nice, you know, their bracket sets them up to to make it to like maybe the Sweet Sixteen. How about Murray like, State and Ja Morant or ja, ja Morant? So I have them upsetting. Them. I have them. I have them yeah, upsetting yeah, yeah. Marquette in the first round. Yeah, so do I. I. Oh man, I love to watch that kid play. I love mm-hmm. upsets. You yeah, know, that's why I, I look for that in my broadcast on my on my brackets. I look. For, I think that's for a the, smart move. Okay. If history tells us anything, I think looking for upsets in yeah. March Madness may yeah. be a Chris. You might be onto something. You might be honest. I think I'm gonna stop picking one and two seeds from now on. That's that's good. But guys, really great. And I'll go first. And I'm feeling you know, nice today. I don't want to. I don't want to gear my grind to, towards John because I was thinking about it, but I'm not going to. Wait, gear my grind? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't it grind my gear? Yeah, I don't want. I was gonna he grind gear. Okay. Grinds. <laughs> I, I was. I'm feeling nice today, so I don't want to grind my gears towards John. I'm gonna stay away because you know I, we always pick on each other. 
So I'm just going to – this, this is my grind. My grind, my gears goes out to Jet fans. To oh, any Jet mine. fan who said the Le'Veon Bell signing is not a good signing, what are you smoking? Because that is crazy. Jet fans, we have been yelling and screaming for the last five or seven years how bad our team is and how we need to make a splash and Mac needs to make a move. And he goes out there and he signs the best free agent in the market. And I get it. It's a lot of money for a running back. But, hey, the market looks for that. If the Jets were going to sign him, another team was going to make him the second-highest-paid running back in football. So why not the Jets? They need a splash on offense. And they got and they went out there, and they got a splash on offense. They got a weapon to help the young Sam Darnold, whether it's Le'Veon Bell running the ball 20 times a game or whether he's dumping it to him. Le'Veon Bell is going to be ready for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why Jeff fans are not happy about this. We have the money. Sorry, the Jets have the money to spend. Why not spend it? Fans complain year in and year out. We're not spending money. We have no one to go watch for the games. Well, guess what? They got one of the most electrifying players in in football. I'm not worried about him sitting out. I've been reading up a lot on it. Apparently, he's been in great shape. He has admitted he's not in football shape, but to be fair, a lot of players say they're not in football shape until they start playing the game. But he said he's been following his regiment. He, he feels good. His body feels really good. And if you're a Jeff fan, don't be sitting there and say, poor us. We're the Jets. We spent all this money. Be happy. Be freaking excited like I am. I am so happy to watch Jets football this year. I'm so happy to go to MetLife Stadium, even though I think the stadium stinks. I am happy to go there and watch Jets football this year. And I'll tell you what, I am happy to watch the Jets for the first time in a long time because I'm really excited with the talent they have on the field. So don't say, poor us, poor us. Enjoy the team on the field because it's going to be a fun, exciting season if you're a Jets fan. Okay, well, my original grind my gears was going to go to Jets fans too, but I'm going to switch it. What really grinds my gears are the Philadelphia Phillies. When Bryce Harper got hit in the ankle with a foot contusion injury by Scott Thornton, the pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, I didn't see one Phillies teammate leave the dugout (laughs) and go beat. Scott Thornton's ass. It's freaking spring spring I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, man. Listen, that guy. So he gets suspended. Wait, he gets suspended for opening day for a brawl in spring training for an accident pitch. Is that what you want your team? That was to an do? accidental pitch. People keep saying that he did not mean to do that. What does Scott Honestly, Thornton have against Bryce Harper? There's I don't no know. Beef between them. I don't know. If you look, look, I've played. I don't big, know the guy. Do you? I, no, but I've played baseball before, and not to cut you off, but my dad has come up to me on the mound and say, "Hey, this kid's an ass." beam him and I'll hit him and I'll make sure they know it's intentional a, a shot like that to the foot that just looks like a breaking ball that slips out of yeah. your hand it was a fastball okay, it looks you're, like it slips you're, out. you're a professional it slips baseball but it slips out of your hand and you can't even if you're hitting control it, your own fastball and you hit Bryce Harper that's the reason why he's punk that's the reason why he's pitching late that, in the spring training that's, grind, that's not what grind my gears what grinds my gears is that not a single teammate went on to the mound to beat up Scott Thornton but do you think? But do you think if you asked Bryce Harper, I think that Bryce Harper would say, "I don't, I wouldn't want my teammates to run out." That's fine. He handled his own battles. We saw him. That's kick, fine. We saw him kick the. I think if Bryce thought it was intentional, Bryce would have gone after yeah, it. Yeah, that's very true. Bryce is a very. How could he go after him? His ankles he's messed a, up. He's a spoken out guy. You would have seen him yelling and upset clearly. And I wouldn't be surprised if Thornton came up or spoke to him after the game personally. It's not uh, that deep. No, I need. I need. Spring I need training, to know it's that. not that I, deep. I know it's not that deep. Then why are you throwing that because type of ball? I just want to. I just want to say there. There are hits in baseball. We know they're intentional. I look back to the game that I was at live and that I know Noah Syndergaard did this purposely when he threw behind Chase Utley 
after the following season, after Utley slid and took out his teammate Ruben Tejada. He threw behind him, got thrown into the game. That was intentional. A fastball that slips and hits someone in the foot in spring, that's not intentional. I don't think anybody would want to purposely throw a ball at someone. And Scott Thornton and Bryce Harper, there's no beef between the two of them. I know there's no beef, and I know there's no beef between the Blue Jays and the Phillies because they're in different leagues. But that would piss me off. We just got this guy. And you're gonna throw a fastball at his ankle? Why didn't one teammate go out there and just at least approach him? At least approach the mound. I'm not saying you have to beat him up, but man, at least say something to the guy. The guy didn't even seem apologetic about it. I, I mean, saw one I saw guy. Body one, yeah, one guy was like on Twitter. He said, "Oh, maybe he's nervous because he's pitching at Bryce Harper." Get the heck out of here! You've been pitching a guys not like Bryce Harper, but. Your own teammates who are stars on the Blue Jays. I well, mean, given I, I don't know any of the stars, I, I, <laughs> but dang it, you're still in the MLB. I, I, but I get what you're saying, and I, it I'd seems, like to see some defense. Yeah, but it's spring, John, with a week away before so, the pro. Before but I, the I think I think when you can you look in the locker room or the du- the dugout, you look in the dugout, you look how they're laughing together and how they're bonding. I think you have to take that as you know the bond is str- is strengthening, right? And the fact he only signed here what two weeks ago, yeah. And what everyone's gonna go out and start brawling in Florida. Come on. Like, I don't know. I wanted a brawl. But even if it was, you know, Reese Hoskins up there who's been a Philly for two years and is the face of the franchise and a captain, that was him getting hit by the pitch. No one would have went out there. It comes down to it's spring. Yeah, I don't it's care. spring baseball. Listen, if it's preseason but John, football, that's stupid. that happens. That but that's ha- stupid. But that's because okay. guess what? That's guess why what? I don't. That's part of the reason why baseball stinks. Because guess if, what, John? Hold on. If ba- no, hold no, on. Let, let me say this is my grind my gears. I know, but this I was my talking turn. and you interrupted Okay, me. but you interrupted my grind my gears. No, this is my grind my gears. This is my grind my gears. Let me just finish what I'm saying. Hold on. This is my grind my gears. This is why baseball stinks. All right? They could have got the ratings up for the next time the Blue Jays and the Phillies were about to play. They could have got the ratings up, but no. That's they, stupid because no one's going to care about that. It's spring, John. Why? Why should they go spring. out there and go punch someone in the face and get suspended and not be ready for opening day? Why start the season off with that first spring training game? I've played enough baseball in my life and watched enough baseball to see that that pitch was not intentional. If it's up at the head and the shoulders with a 99-mile-per-hour two-seam fastball, then yeah, I'd say it's intentional, but that looks like a fastball and a hot day in Florida that just slipped and hits you in the Oh, floor. it just slipped, I, I, and it happened to hit the $310 million man that just signed there. Sounds like you're being sensitive over your new favorite player. But I understand John's point about the sport lacking the intensity or the storylines, because just this past Sunday, I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo dunks on uh, Ben Simmons, calls him a baby, and An then Ben and then babe and then Ben Simmons comes back down the floor and puts a putback dunk on Giannis like rivalries and that kind of those storylines develop in places like the NBA exactly. and places like the NFL and that is why baseball does struggle is because you know baseball fans and baseball traditionalists are going to say it's spring you know or, or that's not necessary and and you know teammates don't do that and I'm not saying you should start fights to increase the popularity of your sport but I agree sure, with you exactly. that like the way to get fans, the way to attract people, is to build more drama and to build more camaraderie into your sport. Yeah, and I, I get that, but in spring training against... I, I mean, look, if it was Noah Syndergaard who hit him, then yeah, let's spice it up, because guess what? Noah Syndergaard, Bryce Harper, division rivals, they play each other several times a year. They played each other last year and the years before. Fine, let's stir something up there. But against a Blue Jays pitcher, Thornton, who's not going to be a difference maker on a Blue Jays team that stinks, there's no drama line there. I'm, I'm, I was just surprised that not a single teammate approached the mound. I don't care if it was intentional because John, or not. It doesn't happen all the time. I don't care if it was intentional or not. 
You should some teammate should that still never, approach the mound. That doesn't happen all the time. I know, but that's why baseball stinks. No, because no one charges the mound. That's no, why no, 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 no. Because the, there's no intensity. Like, uh, hold on. Well, let's say let's say there's a murder, right? Oh, it wasn't my intention to kill the guy. So what? I shouldn't go to jail. What is your point here? I'm just saying, who cares if it wasn't intentional or not? Why wasn't there a single teammate to defend Bryce Harper? I, I feel you on that. That, I, that pisses me I, off. I really didn't defend him afterwards and say, yo, are you okay? Like, I think even if you have a a guy, like even if you have a, like one guy or anybody just walk, the guy who's warming up, the guy who's, who's on deck just takes off his helmet and just w- kind of starts walking. Even if you see a symbol like that, and let's be fair, you're seeing it on TV, you're seeing it on a Twitter video, someone who's there might see teammates going forward and maybe a manager's like, no, stop, or something. And, and that's the, the tough part about the whole situation. Yeah, we don't know what's going on. But there's good points to both sides, and I understand why it grinds your Thank gears. Thank you, Drew. But you know what really grinds my gears? We were just talking about it. Let's go back to March Madness, man. Is Dickie V's damn bracket, man. <laughs> Dickie yes. V's damn Elite Eight is is as follows. Duke, Michigan State. Virginia, Tennessee. Gonzaga, Michigan. North Carolina, Kentucky. One, two, one, like two, one, two, one, two. Dick Vitale kind of voice. Like, you kind of got deeper when you were saying Oh, my it. God. And it's, it's, here's my problem is, like, I'm a poor, broke college student who talks sports. And my bracket's going to be more realistic. There are experts out there who are experts just for you. Unbelievable. Unbelievable! While watching Duke games all day, and and that really, we're gonna ask the experts what their brackets are, and that's what they're gonna come up with. I I have lived for 19 years now, and I have seen many a March Madness, and never have I seen a March Madness where it happens exactly like it's supposed to, where the guy at the top of the the the, the seeds gets to the elite eight, and then the, the the number two gets to the elite eight, and then it's Duke and Tennessee in the final. This is what this is what's crazy. People actually take Dick Vitale seriously. He's there for the entertainment aspect of it. He is, but he's that's not so there to be. Wow, this guy knows his stuff. You know, let's who's, listen to his analysis. No, you know who's an entertain. You know who's entertainers? Music people. Yeah, Actors. Yeah, but when Dick we Vitale to, should not be an entertainer. I think John Gruden was on Monday Night Football for so long. Because he's a freaking angel. Yeah, no. Yeah, but he but knows he his stuff. Yeah, he knows his stuff, but he could be hyperbolic also. Yes, yeah, so, I agree. But ev- that takes everybody, but that's that's the sports industry. That's what, what we live in. It's yeah. the best of the best combined quality analysis with a, a good career charismatic personality absolutely but I and it. i understand that dick dick vitell is not you know a joe lenardi like bracketologist like where we're putting him over here the problem is is that it's a joke and it's just it bothers me to the point of just being like like there are too many bad sports broadcasters out there for one that is supposed to be very experienced and this and that and he's you know a biased guy who doesn't pick the you know i don't know I didn't have a lot that grinded my gears this week, but I saw that on Twitter, and I saw a lot of complaints, and it's just kind of like an eye roll type thing. Before, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Let's move on. All right. The Sixers beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. A huge win for the Sixers. What did that game tell you about the Sixers? For me, that tells me that the Sixers are ready for Drew's team. The Boston Celtics. <laughs> That's not cool, guys. You know the series is zero uh, and three, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, so what? And they doubted the Sixers to beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. Yeah, right. Because they, they only have it. one win against they the Raptors. They still Ra- did it. They that, still that, did it. That is the Sixers' second win against the Bucks, Listen. Raptors, and Celtics this okay, season. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not saying that this takes them to be NBA Finals, but I'm just saying. This was the best win for the 76ers all year long, in my opinion. Yeah. 
And that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And especially to the stupid crowd that we have in Philadelphia that wants to fire Brett Brown, mm -hmm. you guys got to keep your mouth shut for the next couple games. I don't care what happens against the Celtics. No. He, he's earned a little more leeway after this win. He mm -hmm. didn't mess it up. He put, up, put out a good lineup out there. He got Jimmy to play up to his potential. The Sixers, as a team, played well, even giving up 52 points to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm -hmm. I mean, Embiid had a great defensive performance regardless. He did. But, hey, listen, Brett Brown could have blown this game. Yeah. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. I know that's, that's kind of ridiculous to say, oh, but he didn't blow it. But, hey, recently he has not been doing a good job coaching. But last night it was one of his best games that he's coached. Mm -hmm. I, what I really took away from this game was the fact that no matter what combination of these top four East teams that we're going to get in playoff series, it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. There's going to be stars, and they're really going to show out, and they're really going to show their stuff. The thing is, for me, I watched your two's uh, show this morning, and I saw that you guys were undermining Malcolm Brogdon as, you know, a, an injury thing. And I want to tell you right now, Jimmy Butler, 27-6-3 and three and some steals, some blocks, that's because Malcolm Brogdon's not on the floor. That's because Malcolm Brogdon's flexibility and the depth he, he provides to this Bucks team is not there to defend a guy like Jimmy Butler, to defend a guy like Tobias Harris. So once you get a guy like that back, it's going to be very interesting to see if Malcolm Brogdon can get to full speed by the time they have to face one of those teams. He's out six to eight weeks, right? Yeah. That's a long time. That is a long time. And you, in basketball, you know, you got to get back up to game speed yeah. and all that. So it's, game it's, shape. It's longer. Like Chemistry, it, it, all it that stuff. It goes as long as 10. So, uh, but what it told me was that no matter what, we're going to see – some some we're gonna see a guy prove himself this postseason. To be honest, if if I if you tell me what are the stars in the East that have won an NBA title, it's Kawhi, Kyrie, and Dwayne Wade. Everybody else in that conference is considered a you know all the stars: Ben, Jimmy, Tobias. You know, um, you're looking at Gordon Hayward. Even you're looking at um, you're looking at Giannis. Of course, you're looking at you know the Sixers. Those guys are all gonna get a chance to prove themselves in this upcoming playoffs. I wish Vic Oladipo could be there too. Regardless, this just proved to me it's going to be a great Eastern Conference playoff race. You know what this win shows me? Just another win. It's really all it is. Down the stretch, nice win on the road against a team. Yeah, I guess the Sixers, you know, they struggled a lot against teams better than them this year in the East, and, and, and they beat the Bucks. But, I mean, I'm not buying it yet because guess what? If there's something that we all talk about is regular season basketball doesn't mean that much. It's really what happens in the postseason. When we talk about it all the time, how the Warriors, doesn't matter how bad they suck in the regular season, you know they're going to make it to the finals and possibly most likely win it. So although this is a nice win, it's not, this win doesn't say, oh, oh, the Sixers on a Sunday night went to Milwaukee and beat them. Now they're legit. No, it, it doesn't really show me much. It's not in a win that's going to make me get excited. I mean, it's a good win for them if you're a fan, and it's a nice win for the team, but until you could go and beat Boston, if you beat Boston this week when you play them, then that win means something to me. That says, okay, the Sixers, after a nice win against Milwaukee, stepped up and beat a team they struggle against. Boston. If they win that game, then that's an important win. That's a win down the stretch against a team they struggle against. Mm -hmm. But I'm not looking into this Milwaukee win, you know, with a couple weeks left in the season. It, it, it's a nice win if you're a fan, but from the outside looking in, it's a basketball fan, a sports analyst, whatever you want to call me, it's doesn't really excite me. Mm. Yeah, no, I can see that. All right, let's get back to the NFL. Who is the best team in the NFC East after the first week of free agency? Oh, boy, I wonder who you're going to say. Oh, I wonder who you're going to say. It Go is ahead. the Philadelphia Eagles. Go ahead, say it. Ladies and gentlemen, they are the only team in the NFC East that has 
dramatically improved their team since the free agency has started. I think the Cowboys got worse. I think the Giants got worse. I think the Redskins, eh, whatever. Maybe they got a little better, not that much. The Redskins but, definitely got better. Yeah, but they lost, They still don't have Alex Smith, so I'm taking that into fruition or in the equation. I, I just think that now the Eagles are the team to beat. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Because not, now, the listen. team to beat is not the team that won the division last year. Well, that, what have you guys done? What have the Cowboys talk, done? But you can't be talking about you can't be talking about Super Bowl. You're talking about the team to beat in the division. The team to beat in the division is the reigning champ of the okay. division. All right. That's the team to uh, beat. That's fine. That's the reigning. Cha- just fine. like when you're the well, reigning th- Super Bowl okay, champions, fine. you're the team to beat. All right, but division champions and Super Bowl champions are totally different. Yeah, I mean, but you I'm wouldn't ta- understand that. But though, I'm, t- so I'm telling you. Oh, you're telling me. You need to tell me that. I'm letting you know. You need to tell me that. Yeah. Because sometimes you get a little mixed oh, up. Oh, really? In your brain. You need a reality check sometimes. Yeah. Really? I need a reality check. How did out, the Cowboys, out of all three of but, us, I'm the only guy that got to witness this team win the Super Bowl. By the so way. So don't tell me what I need to see. By the way. By the way. Wh- how did the Cowboys get worse? Besides Kobe. They, they lost David Irving, right? They lost that other defensive lineman, Randy Gregory, mm-hmm. right? They lost Cole Beasley. They brought, they brought back Tavon Austin. They brought back Jason Witten. That is not a good signing. I'm sorry. I don't care what you say. That You'll see. Not, You'll see. He's a 37-year-old tight end that hasn't played You'll see. in an, an entire year, so c- congrats on that. I don't. I just don't see how they got better. you get, You got to stop classifying. For, first off, you got to stop classifying free agency as just, like, the team's activity. Alex Smith getting injured is not free agency. No, so, no, no. no. So, so the but Reds, but the they Redskin- had the opportunity – to get a better quarterback than Case Keenum, but they didn't. But they, they still got Case can. Keenum. They still can get a better quarterback as well in mm-hmm. the draft. And mm-hmm. David Irving. I drafting a quarterback. David Irving and Randy Gregory have nothing to do with free agency. Why? The, David, those, why? why? Those thing, they, those they, they, got, they got let go. But that's not free agency. Or wait, did Randy Gregory, he's only suspended. He's, not he's still on the, he's yeah, on the he's, team. Yeah, but Irving, Irving was going to be a free agent yeah. until that happened. But I don't consider that a free agent move because they didn't make a decision. That's clearly just but David But it's Irving. happened in free agency, though. I I only see the Cole Beasley move as the only Cowboys thing. And honestly, still, the, I, I, the Cowboys are still the best team in the division. I mean, I, I really, don't, I don't really, really another D tackle and... And a, a an old wide an old like wide out receiver is not changing anything for Are the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you kidding me? Last week you were just saying, "Wow, if Deshaun Jackson goes no, to it the is. Philadelphia it is. Eagles, that is a big deal. It is. That's going to change a lot of things. It is going to change a lot of things, but it's not going to change who wins the division next year. It's certainly not going to change that. So wait, you you still think the Cowboys are going to win the division? Yes. Yes. Pretty. Yeah, Should pretty, I remind you that there hasn't been a repeat champion in the NFC East since 2003-2004 yeah. Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, no, we it's talked about it all yet. last year. We all talk about it. We talk about it, it. all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. So now hard use it, it on you now. Yeah. Because you used it on yeah. Graham and I all the time yeah. last year. Yeah. So I'm going to say it to you. Okay. How can you say that the Eagles are the best, or the Eagles are not the best team right now in the division? Because, because of what happened last year? Yeah. Because you've That's got because nah. you got your superhero in the backfield, and I think your superhero actually now that he doesn't have a shoulder to look over, he's going to be a little bit worse. Unless oh. and now see if this is Sean Jackson move works like I think it should. If if Carson Wentz you know collects his thoughts and actually has a balanced offensive attack, he is he he's going to move well. But I don't know about this because uh, I'm really really hoping you extend him right now if I'm a Cowboys fan because oh I, boy I, 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 I injury hope, prone I hope, quarterback I hope the Eagles <laughs> extend Carson Wentz I don't know all I know his is contract is gonna be way too big all I know is my but quarterback Chris, has the second most wins since uh, he's been in the league oh so. congratulations behind Tom my quarterback Brady quarterback has a Super Bowl ring uh, <laughs> did so your Chris, quarterback get who, on the field Chris. for that one. <laughs> 
Whatever, man. One ring. One <laughs> your ring your Super Bowl quarterback is in Jacksonville, right? Uh, He's out and getting sun in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy who, okay. the guy who nice. saved your franchise, who nice. allows you to come out here and flex it, that guy's over there in Jacksonville. So let's see what That's you do fine. now. That's let's see fine. what you do Whatever. now. Chris, who is the best team in the NFC East after week one of free agency? Well, the Eagles have made the best moves in the East, but I'm going with Drew. The wow. Cowboys won the best division. team. They're still the best team. Such a the hater. Cowboys you won the are, division last you year. And you know what? The Eagles made some nice moves, but like nothing that's like, you know, getting me like, okay. Not like an OB, OBJ to the Browns where I'm like, okay, this is the next level right now. I think Deshaun Jackson, you know, it's a nice fit. It's, it's a cute fit if you're an Eagles fan. But I think a oh, lot it's of, a cute fit. It's, it's cute. cute fit. It is kind wow. of cute. And I, I think a lot of Eagles fans are going to get fed up with Deshaun Jackson when they realize he's not the same wide receiver he was when he was 21, 22. We're not saying that he's going to be the same. No, wide but receiver. I've. And if anybody uh, but that's says what. That, but irrational. everybody's saying, oh my God, look what Deshaun Jackson did when he was here in Philly. But last his time. presence alone already makes an impact. Does it? it? Yeah, it does. How do you know this? I want to know. Because if you are a legitimate football fan, tell me how, you understand tell me. that if there's a deep throw Who's, on the field, your corners have to play at least 10 yards off. And now that opens up the middle of the field because the safeties have to move back too. If you understood football, you would get that. Well, you're saying you say a presence. When you say the way you're saying it, I, you make it seem like in the locker room, not on the field. That's why I'm questioning. No, a presence on the field. Okay, sure. But, uh, how about, wait, don't even give me crap about him acting out of the locker well, that's room. That's not what I'm All saying. Right, good, because he's relax, been, he's been relax, matured relax, relax. everywhere hey, he's hey, been. Hey, this is my, this is uh, my time to talk. Right, just go, like go you want to be arrogant well, and rude being, if and interrupt me. About a situation, no, I'm not being educated. Maybe you should explain yourself better instead of being a fucking oh. jabroni the whole fucking oh, time. Oh, jabroni. Okay? Uh, Let me fucking talk, thank you very much. What I'm saying is the way you made it seem like, and don't get your panties in a bunch because you're pissed off because the fucking eagles suck, all right? Oh, yeah, my team sucks. Don't get your panties Wait, wait, how many bunch. Super Bowls Don't did you get watch? Oh, you all you want to do is live in the past. I'm oh, so I'm always living it. in the past. Oh, Jesus. You live in the past. That's fine. I don't past. care. When you guys want to bring up BS, I'll, I'm just going to bring no, up the because past. because you were talking about That's this why. season. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm not bringing well, up BS. I my said, team has the best quarterback still. They're still the best team. I don't care. Go. I'm not going to talk or you're going to rudely interrupt me again. All right, go. I'm done interrupting you. What I said was the way you make it seem like is you're saying that he... Is already a big presence. The way you made it seem was he's a big presence in the locker room. That's what I'm saying. Tell no, me who said that. I said big sure. presence in on the field. Okay. And the way the, the way room. you said it meant you that said presence and the referential yeah. way you said it made it sound like he was making an impact on the team right now yes. without playing a single. That's game. why I'm no. saying. No. That's why I'm no. saying. You were correcting yourself and saying yes. it, but that's why he said that. That's why I'm saying. Okay. Tell me where you said that. Tell me where you read that. But I get it. Yeah, having a guy like him, the defenses have to watch out for him because he could still has blazing speed and could break open. I'm not doubting you or, or fighting you on the fact that you know it, it makes defenders look out for him. But I just. You know, it wasn't a flashy signing. Like, I, I just think, not trying to be rude, but it was a cute signing for Eagles fans. Okay, we're reuniting with Deshaun Jackson. He had a lot of success here. I get it. A fan favorite. If, if the Jets brought back a fan favorite like they did, like when they did with Darrell Rivas, I thought it was cute. I was happy with it. But, I mean, the Eagles, yeah, Malik Jackson, he's good, but, I mean, nothing to, you know, write home about. Not great. And, and, and to Drew's point, the Cowboys are defending champions. So if you're asking me who's the best team and if I had to put money right now on it, I'm putting the Cowboys, but obviously there's still a lot of time yet left until the season starts. You have the draft. There's still some more free agents out there. Maybe the Eagles go out there and grab Iggy and Anza, or maybe they go out there and grab Justin Houston. Then, yeah, maybe then they're their best team in the division. But right now, with the moves they made, it's not exciting to me. And with the question marks around in Carson Wentz, is it going to be 100% when he comes back from injury? Who's going to be the running back? Who's going to take the load off of Carson Wentz? There's no guarantee right at that in that. But you know who's, who's going to you know who's going to you know who's going to guarantee the running and, and, and for the Cowboys and that's Zeke. And I get what you're saying, yeah, Jason Witten, you know, like that's the biggest move they made. But 
I mean, Jason Witten. Now that's a guy you want to talk about a presence in a locker room. That's going to be a presence around the locker room right away. And although he might not be, you know, although he's not as young as he was, like I'm saying how to Sean Jackson, not as young as he was, I think Jason Witten's going to help Dak Prescott because as a tight end, his job's going to be turn around for five yards, security blanket, yep. dump off. Yep. And that's what he's there for, and, and he knows that. Yep, you're right. Thinking Dak. And he's got his buddy back. Hey, it works. They won a division title Thinking last Dak. year, right? Yeah, you know what? Our team was so bad last year that we had to bring a broadcaster out of his booth just to come back. Your so t- for Dink and Dak. Your team right, was so fine. your team that's your fine. team lost but to Dink on, and Dak twice hold last on. year. That's fine. That's fine. I don't care. We'll see what happens this year. But the Eagles, the, when they brought in both Jacksons, right? Their impact goes beyond of what their play is. Like they're just their presence, not in the locker room. All right, guys, on the field helps out everybody else around them. We understand sports is okay. a domino effect, and All if right, you get good. one guy, it's going to help out. Like Kevin Durant helps out Steph Curry. We, yeah, we get it stretches that. the floor we, for we the, get, for we the get Warriors. That point. The, so for Malik Jackson, it takes away double teams for Fletcher Cox. I understand. Right that. for Jackson, it opens up the field. I understand. That's why I'm. But you're saying. assuming you're getting so, you're getting a Super Bowl made defense best, caliber Malik Jackson. Okay. Yeah, and, sure. And you're getting all that. But, but, sure, but they they made the best acquisitions in the NFC East. That's well, yeah, that's not arguing. You can't not, deny that. But we so didn't deny but that. Did you not hear what I said? So, I, I know you like to live in the past. So if you think back to what I said, I like to live in the past. Three minutes ago, I like to live in the past. I said, I said, sorry, I said the Eagles have made the best moves in the NFC East. There's no doubt about it. I agree with that. Right, that's not good. what the question was, right? No, but okay. I'm saying, but thank because you, thank hold you on, because of how close those teams were together, because their seasons ended the same exact way. The uh, Eagles improved, right? I know the, the Cowboys did not. I know the Cowboys so now won both I think, games. I know okay, the Cowboys won what, both games. What does that mean? The if Eagles you guys and they won do the, anything, and they those. won the division. All right, cool. But see, but see if you're well, looking, what, if, what does that mean? But if, if you're you looking didn't at, go anywhere, but if it. you're asking, but if you're asking who was the better team, and you're gonna say, oh, they finished in the same place. They didn't though, because there's a tiebreaker. It's called head-to-heads, and head-to-heads, Eagles lost that tiebreaker. All right, but so Cowboys had a better season. Ended earlier. I guess the Cowboys. Oh, they, the they Cowboys played on Saturday. Did. They played yeah, on, they they play on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, they exactly. Played, they so. didn't play on Saturday. Hey. Still, but still, technically, it's still the, the yeah, no, division yeah, round. But if you want to get technical with yeah, it, it's right. just a little joke, a little jab. No, but but it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll, it'll be okay next season. I'm literally saying that the gap between the two teams is so wide that even adding Malik Jackson, even adding Deshaun Jackson, doesn't make up for it. But we got to move on, man. We got to move on. We do. That took ten minutes. Yeah. All right, guys. Time for our last segment here on Philly versus the World. We like to call this buy, sell, or hold. I'll go first. The Jets will make the playoffs. Buy, sell, or hold. Guys, I'm buying this just because I want to buy it. I'm a Jet fan. I'm happy. I don't really care, John, that you're laughing over there. Laugh all you want. I don't really give a shit because guess what? I'm buying this. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to go crazy and say, oh, the Jets are going to dethrone the Pats in the division. No. John, if I may. The Jets will make the playoffs by seller hold. I'm taking this to the flea market and I am selling the frick out of this. Yeah, me too. I'm selling this to Me and John me and John this. went through the teams in the AFC and we went through it and John had the Jets at the tenth best. And I actually was there for you, Chris, and I got them slotted up to eighth. No, I saw that. I, I had best, it. I had best case the Jets at eighth in the in the slot. And how many the, spots are in the playoffs? <laughs> six. six. There are six. Yeah. Listen, if you look at the AFC right now, the AFC is turning up. So, so we can say, eh, you're not going to win the division. That's fine. You are now competing. You are saying that your division, that the Jets will beat out teams like the Colts, like the Texans, like like the Chargers. Like the Chargers had one of the best seasons in the AFC last year as a wildcard team. They were like what a, a spot behind the Chiefs for the division yeah, leaders. Five or twelve and four. They, they went twelve and four, thirteen and three, something like that. AFC is turning up way too much right now, and the Jets still have a subpar quarterback, a quarterback that's not the best in his class, 
a quarterback that's not top five in his conference, a quarterback that's He's just by, a by default. He's just second a rookie. Second rookie. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm expecting him to make a jump like all yeah. these quarterbacks and did get, in the second year. And the year. reason why he's not the top of him in his class is because Baker Mayfield had a better year and his team had a better team. No, but also Sam Darnold was, you know, dealing with a little bit of injury towards the season. And when he got healthier, he looked a lot better. And you could equally say that there were games where you're looking at Baker and Darnold, who are easily the two top quarterbacks in this draft, had Darnold played better games than Baker did. Mm-hmm. But Downing Baker, Street. but Baker was far had overall a far better season, was far more electrifying. No, absolutely, and I'm not, I'm not gonna. But I'm selling. That. I'm selling. They make the play. All right, it's fine, guys. It's okay. All right. Guys, buy, sell, or hold. Trading for Odell Beckham made the Browns Super Bowl contenders. I'm going to hold on this because I want to see. How the Browns deal with all these personalities on their team right now. I would like to see Freddie Kitchens handle Jarvis Landry, Odell, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, David Njoku, Baker Mayfield all together on one side of the ball. Ooh, I don't know. I'm holding on this. Mm. I, I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, part of me wants to sell it, but I'm really high on the Browns this year. And I don't want to say they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, but I could easily see them possibly make it to the AFC Championship. And, and you're right, John. It's another thing to have all this talent, and I'm not really saying, I don't think the attitudes will be a problem, but can they produce it on the field? Yeah, definitely Super Bowl contender. I'm holding that for sure. Not holding that. I'm actually selling it. I'm selling it because, no. Team's because not Patrick sp- Mahomes, right? No, oh, yeah, 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 because he's going to have a great team. No, because, one, there's coaching questions. Two, you have a young quarterback. Three, there's culture questions. You, you, you can't have all those things and not be able to make a Super Bowl run. You, you need to see all those questions be answered. So there's no way that prior to even seeing this team in training camp am I going to proclaim them Super Bowl contenders from uh, 0-16 to Super Bowl contenders in two years is nearly impossible, especially when your star acquisitions are on you know are linebackers and wide receivers. Now I'm selling. All right, buy, sell, or hold. The New York Giants will not select a quarterback in the first round of the draft. Guys, I'm buying this because let's add to the chaos, why don't we? Because Gettleman, let's just add to the, the mix of, of questions. I think that the, 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 the New York Giants are now playing a game of Clue with all of us where we have to figure out what their plan is and, and who murdered the New York Giants. I, I think they would only go to surprise us more. They're, they're get literally flipping off the, the media with two fingers and, and not caring. So, no, I do not think they're going to select a QB in the first round of the draft because they seem to stubbornly be sticking by Eli over all talent, right? I'm going to hold this because there are rumors that they're not interested in Dwayne Haskins. But we know the Giants are liars as an organization because they did say we did not sign Odell to trade him, and then they traded him. So Mm -hmm. I can't trust whatever they say. So I'm going to hold it. And they had two first-round picks. You obviously made a move because – there's probably a little bit of an intention to trade up. Yeah, I'm going to hold this too because, I mean, I think the Giants should be stupid if they don't draft the quarterback because I've had this debate with Mark Giovanni and David Ash the other day on our show, and they said, well, the Giants don't need to take a quarterback because they can t- they're going to suck and they can have a pick next year. And I get it. They're probably going to suck. There's no guarantee they're going to suck. I mean, with the Giants' luck, somehow Eli could probably win seven games. They won't be in a top-five spot to get a quarterback. The Giants would be stupid not to take a quarterback this year because last year they had a chance to do it and they took Saquon. I get it, they have Saquon, but I think a lot of people would be ridiculing them less if they had a quarterback right now and not a, a high-end running back. So if you get two years in the top f- seven picks and you don't take a quarterback, then that's just stupid. But it's like you said, John, it's David Gettleman. Who the frig knows what this guy's going to do? I mean, I don't think he even knows what he's going to do. He just has no idea how to run a team, no idea to run a franchise, so I'm, I'm holding this one. All right, guys, that's it. Finito, that is all the time we have here for Episode 8. 
Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back for episode nine, same time, same place.